why we started though seriously it was to match the hunter to the hunt and we really did see an opportunity that it had a double-edged sword that we could make sure people didn't waste their time nor their money or at least give them the best opportunity not to waste their time and their money and google was not the best reason and nor was going to just shows rolling bones outdoors presents hunt the world thank you for joining us today you want me to start over because honestly it doesn't even sound like the same thing let me do this one more time actually just let it roll Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. I say that because welcome to the... We're going to definitely need my theme song in our new studio because we're going to have no, some background. No, but this studio is kicked butt. So we actually, studio. just so we everybody are. knows, we are in a new <laughs> bone cave today. Um, this is the only part that we're going to call a bone cave. Right. That's right. The rest of it's an executive office. We don't even have bones in our bone cave right it's, now. It's a What's boneless a... <laughs> cave for now, but it's not going to be boneless for long. But if everybody could see it, it's really cool, is it not? Oh, yeah. I Little... mean, it, was, it sounds so different in here when we started rolling. I know. That's what I, it took me <laughs> off. I was like, usually you're used to hearing what you say, and you're like, yep. boom. It was yeah. like. No, all the soundproofing and everything is like a real professional studio in here. It, yeah, because we kind of built it like a real professional <laughs> studio. This floor is like an inch and a half thick, but it's, Love uh, it. Love it's it. really good. Um, it's... It turned out really well, didn't it? it I wish really... everybody could see so it. So we need to. So what happened was we've moved out of our, we, we had a double, uh, we've had a two garage setups that we did all our trainings in. This is our new training room, which is doubling as our media room in Spearfish. And it's really close. As a matter of fact, I jumped on the interstate after my other work and I was running out here and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, you went to the old location? I almost did. <laughs> I was yeah. like, almost, I was like, oh. I got to oh, yeah. turn right here. Uh, it's going to so happen many times. But we're going to have a retail front. Um, it's going to be a chalet type uh, retail front. We're going to have all the stuff that we use. A ski pro shop for hunters and fishermen. Right. Yeah. And it's like the first of many that's going to be uh, in the rolling. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that today. I know. I'm super excited about that. Yeah. So we're in a new bone cave. It was, has a new studio in, I want to call it the multi-purpose room because it's a training room slash studio that we had built in the back of a, um, of our new office in the middle we have a corporate executive style office scenario with big conference room in the middle and offices all the way around the outside of it and then we have the pro shop out front as you were saying brad yeah. and so the flow to this is pretty crazy so today we're going to talk about looking back looking forward and rbo milestones isn't that what you have right here yep 10 years and six months ago 10 years and six months ago and the cool thing is is uh um yeah, you know what? That just makes me laugh because there's so many things that bring so many emotions up right now um, because I'm thinking of all of where we've came from. And this office, I'm not saying this is the end-all, be-all because we'll outgrow this is at the rate that you all are supporting <laughs> us. We, it's funny because everybody's like, it's bigger than you thought, Brian. And it was bigger than what I thought. But then when I got it all done and we walked through here, I'm like, this might not be as big as I wanted it to be. Well, there's this wall behind me that we can uh, always, at some point in the future, maybe. Yeah, it, we did write first writer refusal to the one next to us. So, yeah. And there's something about uh, being in a place consistently for an extended period of time, especially when we're going to put the presence where we're at. So let me put it this way for everybody listening, okay? We are at, we should run out and get the address from Lindley. 
Okay. I'll go look. <laughs> See, we don't I, even I, know our address. I know the other. <laughs> we don't even know. Actually, but I'm going to wait. I can just text Lindley. We have modern technology on our side here. I'll just text Lindley, and Lindley will bring us the address, um, and we will know what's the. Well, new... if you're ever in Spearfish, it's on the way to Walmart. I mean, the road that's in front is like the busiest street in town. It's crazy. I mean, and the sign isn't even on the front. Of the uh, of the of right. the location yet, yeah. but it's going to say. Tell me what it's going to say. Well, it's rolling just going to say Rolling Bones Outdoors. Yeah. Oh, rolling Bones yeah. Outdoors. Yeah, Rolling Bones Outdoors right now. Um, just, just I don't know when they're going to listen to this, but but um, yeah, Rolling Bones Outdoors is going to say. It's got our big skeleton it, elk on it. it. Yeah. yeah, but but the reality is, it's you're right. It's on the way to Walmart, or if you go to the Hampton Inn, pull into their parking lot. And then just go into the Quality Inn parking lot, which is connected. Right. And then go right in from there to the strip mall parking lot, which is connected. We're you right get here. Right there. Yep. We're right here. So right I didn't even know this, but there's a sidewalk to Walmart right here. Oh, did I didn't know either. that. No, I did not. Yeah. So this tall grass out here, yep. there's a little gully, and then there's a sidewalk that goes from those these hotels. Wow. So basically, we're right we're right by Applebee's, Holiday yep. Inn Convention Center, Hampton Inn, Quality Inn, Fairfield Inn, right. um, Walmart, uh, the Fresh Dollar Start. Store, Fresh Start. Yeah, yeah all the hotels right are right yep. here too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're we're really happy to be here. So this is we're we're in our training room. What we where we'll do the shooting school classroom portion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going to be perfect because you literally can walk from any of these three big motels right here yeah 100 percent. we're yep. basically connected to walk them. right there you can um, walk right yep. here you drop your gun off we check it in at the shooting schools it'll be in our gun vault which this one we actually built right. a gun vault with yep. a steel case oh, door yeah, so nice <laughs> it's so nice mm. and uh um and it, honestly yeah. and the studio that we're in now too when we do have any training or other events we'll have the capability of live streaming if we ever want to do that Yes. So, and and our podcast, we also will have the capability of doing um, video podcasts too. I notice you have the lights set up and the camera yep. set up in this uh, as a test. Are you? Are, are, <laughs> bleep is geeking. Bleep is test. geeking out. So yeah, you know what? And the the other thing is, is our guests when we bring them in for podcasts, which we've done more of here lately, and oh, which yeah, is a lot of fun. Like Jonathan Allen, Elise, they were in. It was fun. Um, you know, they won't be um, hearing this in live time because they're in BC hunting. Right one now. of them is. Yeah. Yes, they are. So yeah. hopefully he's shooting around as we speak right. so and uh yeah and ryan and misty and um it's uh yeah yeah so it's uh um we're excited but anyway um so welcome to our new bone cave we're happy to have you and the only thing that's gonna we're gonna do differently is we're gonna get better at service access value and education and that's our commitment every day is get a little bit better to that. But we thought we'd go through looking back, looking forward, and the RBO minds, uh, uh, m- uh, milestones for you today. And uh, as we're moving in here and doing the first podcast um, in this room, and it has been 10 and a half years ago today, we founded this company called Rolling Bones Outdoors. And so it's um, the first website, and I st- we still own the domain, and we own all the domains around it. But anyway, that neither is near here nor near, uh, neither here nor there. Um, as I digress a little bit, uh, was National Guide Service Directory and Rolling Bones, right? Because we didn't know if we wanted to spend the money on Rolling Bones because that was, uh, you know, 
thousands and thousands and thousands that's and thousands. Right. Well, somebody else, remember. Somebody they, else owned it. it a, a car it, company. Yeah, in San Francisco. Yeah. No, yeah, there was a there was a car company and then somebody bought it and then that person bought it cuz it must have re- fell under our radar and then we ended up buying yeah. it from a company yep. out of, a domain company out of Germany for tens of thousands <laughs> so which just kicks me i know name of the game though that's what happens <laughs> anyway so um but we started as rolling bones because we wanted to be rolling bones but we couldn't afford the uh um the domain and, and it was a little weird because you, you had to it was hard because it was roll in bones and some yep. people had trouble with right it. so it was really nice when we uh, when we got Rolling Bones and RollingBones.com. Well, and then Rolling what, what happened Outfitters. was we went to Rolling Bones Outfitters, yeah. Rolling Bones uh, Outdoors, Rolling Bones Adventures. We bought everything around Rolling Bones. You know, it took us a while. We, we weren't IT people. You know, hell, we started an IT company. We had no idea we were starting an IT company. <laughs> we thought we were starting a we thought we thought were starting a booking agency and a listing company for Outfitters. And while we thought we were doing that, what we were thinking was that um, – it would be wildly successful. It would take off. And our first bookings we did at a discount rate to the outfitters that were on our directory that paid X amount to be on the directory plus a super discounted rate. We ran a one-dimensional booking agency. And what I mean by that was we basically had it just like most booking agencies in the industry right now that they are owned by a guy. They have a couple people that may work there and book, and they have a handful of outfitters that they book for. Nothing wrong with that model. Um, super good, but it was one-dimensional in the fact that there's one location, one or two booking agents, and we had nothing. We had no point of sale for advisors. We, and we did that for five, six years while we built the book of business with outfitters and an understanding of the booking industry and application industry so we could take it to what we did four years ago when we launched our software, right? Right. So uh, I think that's the best explanation for everybody listening how we got here, no? And now we have over 18,000 people who use our services. 18,000 people that that use our services, and uh, it's turned into something that we only hoped it would have. Right. And it's pretty amazing. You know, there's a question that it seems like I get this a lot, and I know you guys have. And I believe that way back, you know, a year and a half ago, when we two years ago when we started the podcast, we probably addressed this. But this is the question is, how did you come up with the name? And so, maybe that's a quick story you could fill us in. So, yeah. So, so two seconds. So I moved to Spearfish 17 years ago this summer to raise my boys. Lindley and I did. And... um and one of the first guys I met was a barber in town by the name of Mark Casavan. And he said we should go hunting. Because, um, and, and I never forget, I took, he goes, oh man. Uh, and I was talking to him, get my hair cut. And he goes, I told him I had night forces, long range rifles. We were just having this conversation. He goes, no way, go get them, bring them down. And I was laughing because I'm sitting on Main Street, uh, pointing a rifle down Main Street with, uh, in the middle of the day with a barber. And which would have never happened in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where <laughs> no. I just moved from. It's perfectly normal <laughs> yep. to be at Mark's Barber yep. Shop and do something. And do something like that. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, it's just so, like. But I didn't know that. Is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Every local was like. You were from so, that most recently from so, Milwaukee. Exactly. So I was enveloped into the, <laughs> the culture the culture of spearfish in the hunting scene super fast. And Mark was at the heartbeat of it. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Well, I would have people come in and say, oh. I just I just left your buddy Mark, and he goes. I got to tell you, if you were a vegetarian or from PETA or something, 
and you got your hair cut there, you would need months of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he used to have a sign on the wall of the barbershop, you know, how much it cost to get your hair cut, and under mullets it said $500. $500. He refused yeah. <laughs> to give mullets to people. <laughs> he, 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 anyway, Mark is one of a kind, was one of a kind, and was a big part of this. But anyway, so what happened was he, he said to me that first year, hey, listen, I have a buddy that has um, some hunts available in Colorado and we can go down there and kill an elk and a mule deer. Are you, are, what do you think? And I'm like, how much? And he told me, and I'm like, dude, I'm in, let's go. So who do I give my money to? And so we went to Colorado and we'd been hunting around here and, um, and I had a great year and we went down there and I even had a better year. I killed an elk, killed my f- first elk with a rifle. And I killed, well, that was your first elk. Yeah. And, and I killed a mule deer and I was hooked, man. I was like, dude, this is amazing. And um, I'm going back here next year. So then I went back next year. But in that interim, I met a guy by the name of Brad Dana at baseball practice. And Brad goes, well, I'm a long-range shooter. I'm a hunter. And I'm like, yeah, everybody says that shit. Um, and then I found <laughs> out he actually was. So then we were kindred spirits. So then what happened was that fall after I met Brad and Mark, I'm out hunting. And um, my son, Noah, our first year, we took him to a place in Wyoming to go hunting that this guy was a guide at, Jimmy Walls. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jimmy Walls. Jimmy Walls. And so Jimmy Walls, um, I went over, and he guided Noah and me, and I sat in a blind with Noah, and um, and he uh, – um, and that was the first year, and uh, Noah killed uh, – no, Noah watched me. Poor little guy got sick with the flu. He watched me kill an antelope um, on day three. I had passed up two or three, and he said, okay. So the next year I booked back, okay? i got to get this movie story moving. So next year I move, book back. So I'm back in the camp, but this time I have Noah in there with me, okay? So Noah's going to go hunting. Noah kills a buck at 14 years old with his bow first day in Wyoming, okay, an antelope buck. And it's all excited. That was the last buck we saw. So Jimmy says, hey, listen, during rifle season, you're ar- you have an archery permit, but this is a rifle tag. The way Wyoming works, you buy a, a tag and then you buy an archery permit. Right, Brad? Right. Am I saying that right? Yep. So anyway, so we go out, and I'm sitting in the truck that day, and I said to him, so um, what's this costing me to come back? He said, the outfitter said nothing, no cost, just come back. You didn't have a chance at an animal, so come back. I said, okay. So he walks up to a rancher's door, knocks on the door, rancher comes out, he hands him some cash, gets, and he gets back in the truck, and he goes, let's go kill an antelope. And I go, what the hell was that all about? And he goes, well, um, I've been driving around knocking on doors because we didn't have any good antelope spots this fall, but I found a couple good uh, antelopes, so I, I asked a guy if he'd sell me an antelope. And I just took him some money, and the outfitter told me to just take him the money, pay him today, and we can go hunting his land. I was like, no way. I go, how do you network like this? And he goes, well, that's a good question. He goes, that's the problem with our industry is that outfitters and hunters, and there's no real, really, really good networking agency in the marketplace. And I'll never forget, we're sitting in the truck, went and killed an antelope. 40 minutes later, there's a dead antelope, um, you know, and uh, he's laughing. I'm laughing. It was 400 yards. He goes, we can get closer. I said, we can just do this right now. So we killed that antelope at 440 yards with a 20-mile-an-hour crosswind, and he looked at me and high-fived me. He goes, I love this stuff. (laughs) And and anyway, so I said, let's go to the bar and have a beer. So we go to the bar and have a beer, and he goes, you should hire me in financial services. We'll open an office in Gillette. And I said, the hell with that. I've been to Gillette, and I'm not open. A financial <laughs> service office in Gillette. So, so we're sitting there talking. He goes, "Well, then you should start a booking agency and have, and have multiple offices all over the country, and I'll run those offices like you have in financial services." 
because he understood I had a financial services business. Right. Yep. And so that's where it was. And just just out of pure, sir, you know, coincidence, happenstance, I'm sitting there and I said, I had a napkin. And in my other business, when you're having lunch with somebody, you always are writing on a napkin oh, on yeah. a pen. Yep. And I said, well, what'd you call it? And he said, rolling bones. <laughs> just like that? Just like that. And I go, seriously? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, my brother and I have always talked about it. We call it rolling bones. Because if we could ever get our own ranch, that's what we'd call it, man. And I'm like, okay, let's write that down. So I wrote rolling bones down. And then we're sitting there, and I go, so uh, he goes, so you want me to tell you what the, lo- the logo th- would be? And I go, sure. And he, <laughs> he goes, he goes we'd do a skeleton of an elk. Uh-huh. And, and I, so I sat like there that. and sketched out a skeleton of an and, elk. And you're pretty art. Artsy-fartsy. Yeah. Well, I was, being, being a meat I was, science guy. You yeah, artsy-fartsy for a big guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> meat science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we always say, I always say he's yeah. flexible for a big guy <laughs> at the shooting school. Why is it always in a big guy? Mm. So now I just thought yeah. I'd carry it over into artsy-fartsy <laughs> for a big guy. Because big guys shouldn't be artsy. I don't know. Is that stereotyping? So is that, or, yeah, or, is that mean, racist discriminatory there? I think he's being discriminatory against big guys. So yeah. anyway, he said Rolling Bones. We started a company. That night I went home from that hunt and because I was living in Spearfish. This was just over in Sundance. And my wife said, we're going to a movie. I said, okay, let's go to this movie. And it was some stupid movie I didn't want to go to called um, Social Networking. Um, and it was the story <laughs> of Facebook. And I sat yep. there and I thought to myself, yeah. maybe I could network hunters together through a brokerage agency model like I did in financial services. So Jimmy and I started a company and we were in the old um, uh, city building downtown with one office upstairs. Oh, the old city hall. The old city hall. No kidding. I didn't know you were there. I had a, I had a PFS studio in there with, uh, um, with, for videoing. Wait, does was, it look a little bit like this now? Uh, <laughs> no, not quite. Yeah. Well, I had an old uh, Zoom room, basically, yep. before Zoom was cool. Yep. And I had an extra office, and Lily said, we'll turn that into a booking agency office. So there was no such thing as Zoom at that time. What did you do? You used like a closed circuit channel so I did. or something? So, so we bought For your dedi- training. We bought you trained dedi- thousands of people. Yeah, I trained thousands of people. So we bought dedicated cameras. And then it was quite a process to align them with audio to get them to work through it. And so we set up a studio, and my Uncle Phil, who was our original IT guy, you met him. Yep. Um, he came on board and he set that up for me so I could run all my offices and live in Spearfish and I could uh, do uh, uh, meetings. So it's almost as if with our new building – that you have done this before. I have done this before. <laughs> just not just not in right. I, I, I've done this fifty seven times in another industry. Yeah. Fifty seven? Fifty seven times I've done this in another industry. Wow. And so this is like I tell people, this is a new concept to um the hunting world. Yeah. Yep. Um in the fact that, you know, it's the Century Twenty One, that branded agency franchise right. agency model. Yep. But it's not to other worlds. It's not to the car insurance. It's not to investment world. It's not to real estate, right? Because places, places throughout the country, they very likely may end up having a Rolling Bones uh, storefront. Well, it's funny you say that yep. because the reason we were so, I guess, adamant um, about moving over here is that we ha- we knew the storefront would work, Brad and I. So the rest of the story here in six seconds is we named it Rolling Bones. We started it up, and away we went. After a year, um, Jimmy said I, I-, I need- had some personal issues. He needed to go um, do his thing, and I said, listen, I'll-, I'll buy you out if you want out. 
he said, yep. Brad said, I'll buy in. Brad was at the original meeting where I brought 10 guys in and said, hey, I want you to look at this concept. And they all went, wow, this is an amazing concept. Um, but I said, here's the problem. It needs $2 million worth of software. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. That, that, well, you didn't even know. What you, need, no. you knew it needed software. We had no but idea. But you don't know the undertaking of building software, especially when you don't know software until you've built software. Right. Yeah. And, and now we well, can and all then double you came along. Mouse. So yeah. the first the first five years, how Brad and Lindley and I marketed our company was not through an agency model. And it, even though we always knew we were going to be one, that actually came from an infamous meeting that you and I had yeah. with strong right. words. Yeah. Right. N and not like we were yelling at each other at that meeting. There was other ones we were. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but, but that came from a meeting where. Um, so Brad, Brad and I and Lindley started marketing this and Noel Erickson started marketing this through a concept or, or through our the, the distribution channel was television. Right. Pursuit yep. channel and yep. then outdoor channel. Right. Sportsman's or Sportsman's yep. channel. Yep. I'm sorry. Sportsman's. Same same company. Same company. Yeah. Yep. Which which is, yeah. you know, uh, I'll, I'll reserve the right to not say. Anything OK. Like OK. <laughs> but but a lot of people got to see it and we brought yeah. a lot of Western hunts. We branded really our company. Yeah. And we right. did we did some bookings. Yep. We weren't super clear on our membership at that time. We were more just booking. But you had a slogan at that time was we match the, the hunter, hunter to, to the, the hunt. hunt. Yep. yep. And that came about pretty early. Yeah, it came out really early because Brad and I, having bought guided hunts, we never really had a bad hunt. We just had bad alignment with hunts. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, it was like, this would be a good hunt for an old guy that doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. And I'm going to be yeah. one of them one day. But right now, it's not what I'm looking for. Right. right? I'm not there yet. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yep, yep. And see, that's the problem. When people are looking for a hunt and they're Googling, they'll end up with something like that. Right, because you got to understand the outfitter's perspective. They have 15 hunts to sell. And when they get all 15 of those sold at $6,000, they made their hundred grand. They have $30,000 of the operating expense. They put seventy grand in their pocket. It's the way they do it. They have to tell you what you want to hear to get them to come hunting and hope that 60 to 70 percent of them enjoyed the trip even though it might not have been for them right we fix that with a a hunt plan or a best matches search engine that now has over a thousand adventures yep with 400 outfitters that allows you to search based on your criteria you put in what we call a hunt plan but really in my opinion it's a best match uh search yeah. And then you get your best matches for that hunt based on the physical ability you want to input into it, what kind of meals you want, what kind of trophy quality you want, what lodging. Kind of lodging. Do you have tags, over the counter tags, draw points? Do you have those? It takes right. all this, it populates your best matches. And it's the first time there's ever been a search engine in the entire history of hunting that allows somebody to do that. And then they have a best matches. Then on top of that, we built 1,000 websites inside our <laughs> software. Right. Yeah. Well, that and, and when you say we built 1,000 websites, because each hunt is its own website. Basically, it's its own website, and, and it's it's all blueprinted the same, yep. so you can compare an apple to an apple. Continuity. It there it is. Yeah. Continuity yeah. And, I, and, and I think really we should do a deep dive into the adventure catalog in a podcast with Kelly. Yeah, we should because the reality is is when Brad and Lindley and I um, uh, got Scott Wallace 
Yeah. And, and Scott introduced us to these coders and this company in Provo that had worked on genealogy uh, um, websites and big genealogy companies. And then a couple of them had worked a lot co comprehensively and extensively, I should say, extensively with Amazon. That's who created what we have today right. that's, yeah. that works on its own independent platform. Sure. Yep. And that's what our members get. Does that make yeah. sense? It absolutely does. Yeah. And, and so you think about 10 years, six months ago today, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> 10 years, six months ago today, you think about the fact that we started this company. We had no idea, you know, it, that it was going to morph to what it is today. Right. It's pretty crazy. Well, and, and even with what all you mentioned, the neat thing about this is this is model. We, we saw a place that was really neat. It was like the perfect hub for if you had a big adventure in Alaska. And we're like, that would be perfect. That's what, that's what every, every town needs, you know? You can go in, you can get the right stuff, you don't have to wade through all the junk. And this is gonna, uh, this has a little bit more because we have the studio in the back, but it's gonna have that front that you might see if you're in a Wichita, Kansas, or you know, uh, Sydney, Montana, or you know, I mean, Sydney might be too small, but um, you never know. That's right. You, you don't know. Uh, you don't know what's right. But like a Gillette, Wyoming, that would be perfect to have something, you know, okay, I'm, I'm heading out. Or, yeah. or maybe South Carolina or – Well, it do, you, doesn't think, matter. You, th Where, you think about this, okay? In your – if you're listening today, the reason we know this will work is to go back a little bit to, to speak to what you're saying. We started a store. And, you, and the reason we started a store is because we knew we wanted to sell products to our consumers. There's another highlight and a low light of right. our yeah. company. Yep. Okay. So we, we, we knew we needed to sell products. We went to the SHOT Show and we started knocking on outdoor hunting resource um, product companies. And they, they literally laughed and scoffed in our face. And you, but then on the way out the door, you know what they would say? Do you have a retail store? Do you have a storefront? Wow. Give a storefront. Well, was no <laughs> and, kidding. And every, all every, of every one of them. Wow. They're like, we're websited out. We're not interested in another dot-com business. We have no – dot-com's dead. We don't want anything to do with dot-com. <laughs> no, this was 10 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Dot-com's dead. We want retail. We want retail. We want retail. And so we're like, oh, shit. So Brad and I came home, told Lindley the results we got, which was absolutely like, so here's a guy, think this through, okay, just for a second, not asking for any sympathy from anybody. But you knew, we, you have to know we were driven to build this, and we had a passion for this, because here's a guy with uh, um, two locations, a large practice, and five dentists, right? Uh, four dentists. Four dentists. Four okay. dentists, okay? A guy and a gal who own a network of financial services offices all throughout the country. We already had established careers and could go hunting. Does this make sense? It does. Yep. But we wanted to build a business for the, for, for the average and ordinary person to the extraordinary income earner that got the best service in the outdoor industry that had service, access, value, and education. We knew there was an opportunity here, and it was a passion play for Brad Lindley and I. And, 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 um, and, and Noel and, and yep. Scott and, and Brandon, I don't want to leave those guys right. out. Of course. But daily, day to day here. Yeah, when we started it, it was, it was it just was Noel the and three of us. Yeah. Four, it, well, four, yeah. yeah Noel, Noel, Lindley, you and I. Yeah. But, right. uh, but that was the requirement at the times you had to have a storefront. We said, well, we can fix that. And I think and that's what you said. I know, right? And I was like, oh, jeez. Brad's like, we can fix this, right? I remember that store. I mean, the way we were two well, different we, locations. Well, yeah, there were two. And we, we had to, we grew into that. 
and and the originals we had a lot of archery and we're you know we're gonna this is gonna be not an archery shop like before um but that took a lot of time and focus off of it and uh but people people really responded in a town the size of spearfish it was busy it was super busy and and there was there were plenty of people that just the storefront taking rolling bones out because at that time we didn't incorporate rolling bones into the store like like now i mean you we're could, doing now you're going to be able to come yeah. here you're going to be able to buy adventures if you want right um yep. you know we're the gateway to the west we're on yep. i-90 yeah um we're right off exit uh 14 14 um yeah yeah I, I and, mean, but and, and there's another thing too now is that with the membership grown to what it is now but you'll also have the opportunity f- because hunting is there's a social aspect to hunting too. I mean, you look at the Lindley bar- says we're a bar with no beer. Yeah, well, and or 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 a barbershop with no chairs. <laughs> right. I mean, when, whenever we'd go to Marks, that was always. I mean, it was twenty four seven. I mean, it was hunting all the time. Right. And people went there, and his clientele. That's that's what they loved about it. They could talk about hunting, and there was no other place in town really to do that. Right. No, not a question. And when you build these, uh, you know, adventure the, the, hubs. Yep, the adventure hubs like this, people can come and gather and you can hold events for people to talk about hunting. And, uh, and <laughs> I think I missed it. A damn fly bugging me. Sorry if you heard that clap. <laughs> so anyway, this is for real. So you're, you're right. And I, I would like to add to the fact that when because you you said, OK, we can fix this, Brian, we can start a store, we can get products. Well, the problem was it literally took us off focus for a year and a half yep. because the store was was successful. Yep. Um, we sold a lot of product. We had two or three uh, full-time employees in there. The problem was we couldn't find reliable employees to continue to run it, and we were focused on this. We always knew right. we wanted to be this. Does that make He's sense? pointing to his computer. Yes. So I called Brad one night, and I said, if you want to run the store, you can. And I called Noel and said, if you want to run this store, you can. But Lindley and I are going out of the retail business, and we are going to have a going out of business, a going into business sale, I called it. Because we're going back into the business we started, yeah. which was because this, you know, we were building bows and selling and trading rifles. And it was just this, it, it, was, it was wildly successful. Fact of the matter is now fast forward, we know who we are. We have a booking agency model. We have guys making three, four, five thousand dollars a month right now, part time, selling hunts, running their own agency. Yep. Right. Right. H- having their own members. God love them. Okay. They're doing their they're they're their real estate, um, they're a real estate agent, but they're a booking agent, right? Yeah. In the hunting world. Well, we know that works. We also know that there was a lot of margin and profit in having a front end store. So we know now we've set up all the software that we could actually, this is a sellable, transferable, duplicatable yeah, event. That's the thing is duplicatable. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this so many times about how in, in the outdoor industry, you've got these conglomerates, these big box stores, right. nothing against them. You know, I've got a lot of friends that work at these big box stores, mm-hmm. you know, but the, but if you look at it this way, 
the income in those, the cash piles up in corporate headquarters. And it's a pretty tall tower because it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Right. But what Rolling Bones is doing is taking a model where we're sharing that income with everyday people who want to start yep. their own Franchi- agency. Yeah, they want to have own their, franchise. Own, their own fran- agency yep. franchise. So it just, it democratizes the income potential in the outdoor business. So, I mean, you talk to somebody in Cedar Falls, Iowa, like I was talking to Dave Kelling today, you know, and, and nobody's looking to be Johnny Morris, but they're looking to have a fulfilling life. No, but if Dave Kelling could have his, right, if he could have his own agency. Exactly right. two offices in a storefront, where yep. people could come in, they could get fitted with a high-end pack. They have an instructional video from Brad on 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 how to how to adjust your load lifters. You know, they they or zero able, your scope or right, whatever. Zero your scope. They have they have all this technology. I talked to David. Uh, I talked to David Mathias today from um, Wapsie Valley, Iowa, and um, and uh, um, Reedland. Anyway. Um, he, uh, you know, what he rural sent it, route is that? That's rural route two, probably. <laughs> it's, yeah, probably rural route Reedland, two. Yeah. Reedland. So, because there's one and two, that's it. Yeah. East and west on those guys. They don't have north, south, east, west, and then extended. No. But anyway, now you got us thinking wrong. Yeah. Anyway, um, David, correct us if we're wrong, but he was talking about his gun and his wife's gun. Do I need to really spend another three, 4000 on a rifle? I have two rifles we love, and they shoot really good. I got them, uh, But I want you to make sure that I, you can get them out to 1000 like we did for Clay Dahlquist. And so we do that range dial and dump, which we should do a podcast on which that. Which we will. And and uh, um, and we do that, and he's so he's shipping two of those out here just to get him all set up. Well, think of this: if there's a store in Cedar Falls, Iowa, that a guy can go into, he can see a range dial and dump system. He can go to the range, and and a Dave Kelling can own that, and he could make a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year running his own pro shop, his own Adventure RBO shop. chalet mm-hmm. with a booking agency coupled with a pro shop front end. Well, then you know what. Johnny Morris has got a great model for Johnny Morris. But Dave Kelling will have a better model for Dave Kelling. And not only that, but also it's better for the outfitters that we work with, too, because they, they know, like, and trust Rolling Bones, and they deliver on the promises that we tell our clients that we're going to deliver. Yeah, so looking back, looking forward, this is actually an RBO Milestones. You know, I guess we're kind of launching this to the world that's listening today about what we're doing with our distribution model. But the fact of the matter is um, today is the second day. No, today's the first full day in the office with all the staff. Because it was uh, move-in day yesterday. Last night, everybody was leaving at 3 o'clock. They had three hours to get out of there, get all their stuff over here, plug it in so we didn't miss a beat. Poor Kelly was over there at 7.30 this morning getting over here, and we had Zoom meetings right away. Lindley had a call with an outfitter right away. We're trying to, you know, it's just, it's uh, it's been nuts. So, yeah, Yeah. it's busy. But, uh, But this is nice, and this is the prototype, which is the really cool thing about it. Yeah. The prototype at... What's our address? Do we ever find out? Oh, did Lily never texted us back. So at this point, I'm calling her. Oh, no, she did too. First Avenue. She did too. Here it is. RBO headquarters, 2735 First Avenue, Unit 109. This is First Avenue. This is First Avenue. 2735 First Avenue, Unit 109, (laughs) Spearfish, South Dakota, 57783, United States of America. So we have a lot of people who stop at the Old Bone Cave on their way out. They're they're on the way out to Yellowstone. They're on the way out to a hunt. This is way better set up. 
No. You can come in and three, see 393. Yeah. You can see that 397 <laughs> caribou that we killed. You we can got our see brown that bear, brown bear. You can we see got, that 65-inch yeah. bull on top of the uh, on the you know, you can come in and see the brown bears. They're all out front. And that's why, you know, yeah, there's a whole gallery and gear out front if you will, you know. So, yeah. um So it's it, a fun place. I mean, we have well even <laughs> even at our old place, we'd have people and the kids would stop and they want to come in and yeah, it's a, it's a cool environment, and uh, so if you're yeah. out and about and you're out west, stop. Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5. Right now, not Saturdays because we don't have that staffed up for Saturdays. We're going to have but a we will be. full-blown open on September, but you won't see us. No. <laughs> we, that's funny you say that because there's another highlight. We'll be elk hunting. Um, so um, uh, That's true. I, I might have a suspicion that we get it done early. Never know. Never know, do you? Don't rush this. I'm not going to rush Don't it. Don't shoot something on the first day, Brian. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you remember who you're talking to? No, clearly I do. And, I, and I've only been talked out of one animal in my entire life. And I was like, I might be the stupidest human being in the world. Because usually I have a pretty good perspective of what I want, and I'm happy with it. Yeah. But who? who but I was told not to shoot a buck, and he said, I forbid you from doing it. <laughs> I did say oh, that, oh. too. And a guy oh. shot the buck two days later, and oh. I'm. Uh, and I'm uh, it was by far the best. Yeah, but I've, I was, I've always anyway. had this question who, who, um, who passes on more big animals, Mark Casavan or Brad? Oh, Mark Casavan. Yeah, I was going to say, Mark's got to be the champ. No, no Mark is the pickiest <laughs> Absolutely. window liquor 100%. you've ever seen in your life. Mark Casavan, not a question. Not a Mark, question. He, he's a character. He was what my brother-in-law would call a cat. Yes. And, uh, and, and Mark, was, Mark was awesome. Yeah, not a question. He, but, but, Mom, you know what? Sometimes, but that was because Mark's most of Yeah, anyway. Sometimes <laughs> it's more important than to savor the hunt. Than to harvest, savor right. the hunt. Savor your time. Than the to field. harvest, savor the hunt. Soak it all up. Soak it in. Sounds right. like something you've got on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of them on the wall around this place. <laughs> Come on in, stop in and see. So you him. got you got a mount, mount sign. Savored the hunt rather than the harvest. Mount, mount. <laughs> I measured. I measured the. Uh, um, I measured the big conference area today in the Commons oh, yeah. area. And I told Lindley, only five on this side and five on that side. Doesn't matter what Brad says. Doesn't matter what Noel says. Doesn't matter what anybody says. There's five on this side. Five. We're not stacking them in here like cordwood. Wow. We're, we're taking the yeah. ten biggest ones that we have or the ten ones that they <laughs> like the best, and we're going to put them up there, and that's it. Because uh, oh, um, Do you have a limit on the fun meter then? Is that your problem? <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, you guys can come into my room, and you can just see fun stuff then because – uh, uh, Brian's being a Debbie Downer. Yeah, like. you know, instead of feng shui, bone decor. Yeah, bone decor. So that it's just too much. So anyway, so one of the things that you had put down is why we started Rolling Bones. We really did start Rolling Bones because we wanted to have, I, I mean, I just saw a world of opportunity out there, you know. And and as a kid growing up, Roll Route 3, Waverly, Iowa, oh, I got to tell you. I just oh I can't tell you because some listeners might go um, uh, grab it from me because I'm on bid with it right now. Remind me to tell you what I'm almost ready to acquire 
um, after this podcast. Okay, make a note. Because I don't want to get any competition, all right? (laughs) Um, But anyway, it's my little, uh, um, uh, I guess, uh, joy project I'm working on. So um, why we started, though, seriously, it was to match the hunter to the hunt. And we really did see an opportunity that it had a double-edged sword that we could make sure people didn't waste their time nor their money or at least give them the best opportunity not to waste their time and their money. And Google was not the best reason, and nor was going to just shows because everybody was like a hawk at shows. Brian, do you know if there's a way to track how many hunt plans our software has generated? It's a good question. I'll I'll find out. So a hunt plan, you you put your parameters... And the algorithm of these thousand plus outfitters or thousand plus hunts in hunts, there, yep, adventures. It, it gets uh, it, it gets circulated, and th- in computer world, it says, "Oh, this would be the best thing for you." Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many there are. That's a good question. We should find out. I will find out, and I'll let everybody know how many hunt yep. plans we did. Stay tuned in the next week or two. Um, but I know I'll, the one thing that gives you the most, I think, uh, the, the thing that, that, that excites you the most about the project is seeing somebody develop from somebody that maybe has never gone on an adventure hunt. What I mean by that is, you know, we probably all grew up hunting in our backyard, you know, where we live in the state where we are with maybe what our relatives had hunted took us on hunts but maybe not ever gone out of our comfort zone to a place like uh, montana or idaho in the wilderness and and hunted to see somebody take them from where they are train them give them the skills give them the education give them the experience show them how they can purchase that hunt and then actually go on that hunt and then talk about it afterwards the mentorship that's the part we need to get kelly on a podcast and talk about how many we've had that we've done that for. And she could tell endless stories. Yep. And the reason I say that is because the other day, Lindley, it was super early. We're having our coffee and she, uh, morning coffee. And she said, Hey, you should, uh, um, read, you need to read this email. I'm going to forward it to you. And, and I, I, and I'm so sorry that you, I know you listen to the podcast all the time. I didn't get the name written down. And I know it's almost like I shouldn't even mention it, should I? Because not, but 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 listen, you know who you are, and I, I'm going to get your name, and I'll mention you on a future podcast. But I appreciate this email more than any email. And I forget exactly how old he was, but he says I'm 42 years old, I'm 47 years old, I'm 51 years old. It was somewhere in that 42 to 52 band, right? And he said the mountains have been calling me all my life. I listen to your podcast, I watch your stuff, and you know what? I'm not getting any younger. I told my wife the other day it's my birthday. And um, I told my wife the other day, I'm going to make this happen. I'm calling Rolling Bones. I'm going to engage for it. Boom. Yeah. That's, that's why we started the there company. Because if we can get you on that adventure, and I mean, just I know I get what excited. What adventure about. did yeah. he uh, pick in after his hunt? He's working, on a, uh, um, he's working on a horseback elk hunt. Oh, you yep. can't get any better <laughs> no. than that, brother. No, it's either oh, he's oh either going to – I know this because I asked Kelly. He's either going into the Marshall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or he's going just north of Yellowstone. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I tell you what, you start doing, you do one horseback hunt. It's kind of like, you know, that oh, other thing you talk mouth. about. You never go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you're hooked. You just, oh, oh, man, I'm yeah. telling well, you. I want to do at least one horseback hunt a year because it's unbelievable. I'd like to do one a month for the rest of my life. One a month, that's yeah, not that's possible. Speaking of good hunts, we've got one that oh, the yes. show brought to us by. Okay, today's <laughs> show is brought to you by New Mexico Rifle Elk. So and I, 
Uh, we just started that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, but you know what? We don't have any sponsors. Actually, you know who's a big supporter of ours and a big shout out to him is Anthony at the Lodge at Deadwood. Yeah. And he's going to come in next week for oh, yeah. a podcast. And he's going to brag to everybody. Who we're going to talk about why to apply <laughs> one more time, but we're going to put another story in a voice because yeah. he has a voice made for radio anyway. Yeah, 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 like yeah, exactly. He just talks like that all the time. <laughs> yeah. You're going to love it. He drew and he wasn't even in the pool that should have drawn. <laughs> It's crazy. I, you know what? I have some Unbelievable. choice words. So we're going to put him on the podcast. It's nuts. Just but nuts. here's the thing. He also guides. <laughs> yep. He also guides in his part-time. And yep. he is the GM at the um, Lodge at Deadwood. And they're, Big gaming they're and building two of the most incredible suites you've ever seen. Two-story suites at the Deadwood Mountain like yeah. the lodge at Deadwood. He told Overlooking us if they're not the done. Canyon. He told us if they're not done by the time he goes. Oh my word! That, that he's going to be gone. Though it might be all month. And they said, "Well, we didn't want that as an answer." And, <sighs> and they said, "He said, I don't, I didn't, I'm leaving, man." So anyway, anyway that's the he's going to be on. But my point is that you know we don't have sponsorship for this. This is us. That we just yeah, do this. This is what we and, do. Uh, but Anthony at uh, the Lodge at Deadwood. If you're ever in town, you got to stay with him. They have one of the best hotels ever, like you said, and they do support us. They yeah. they, the Bangkok uh, trip. Um, they really telling you. Yeah, they they really support us a lot, and we love them for mm -hmm. what they do. So anyway, yeah. um, even trip. though he doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast, because today he, I won't even I'll remind yeah, me to tell you the Anthony story to pod, today because yeah. he came in afterwards. So <laughs> anyway. Um, New Mexico rifle elk hunt, a great hunt for the Rocky Mountain elk or on private land in New Mexico. This one-on-one -on -one guided five-day hunt. Um, this is a one-on-one -on -one gu guided five-day hunt. This hunt takes place on roughly 18,000 acres. Additional days can be added for a f uh, daily rate. Landowner vouchers included in the hunt price, but a hunter will still need to purchase their New Mexico hunt license and elk license. Um, option to add a mule deer if desired, but combo hunts are also available. $8,900 is the member price. You save 1000 bucks, normally $9,900. Three spots for 22 voucher november 12th through the 16th 2022 that's available like a, this year available this year right sounds now. like a good hunt we should do it the, somebody's gonna oh, listen wait. to this 10 years from now they're gonna go i wish those were the price <laughs> right. now they've bidenized all this bidenomics all right so but yeah so that's you know we've had some highlights and we've had some lows the television show was amazing it marketed us it uh, um, it got our name out there. It was a lot of fun, a lot of work. It was a lot of work, a lot of fun, a lot of money. Um, but I'll never forget the meeting you said, because uh, I said, I don't know if I like this show. Is it getting the results you want? And you said, what's going to get you the results? If you could have one thing, what would it be right now? And I told you what that was. And you said, then let's start going down that road. And that day, I was like, you, you know remember what? what that was, right? I, I do. Yep. I do. Yep. Um, I'm not going to say it on this. Uh, I know. But, but we're heading that direction. But I do remember it was, I, I remember like yesterday, because then it wasn't two days later, I called Brad and Nolan and said, we're going into a going into business sale and we're getting rid of this damn store because we need to go buckle down and get super focused. And the next three years, we didn't, the next four years, we haven't had, five years now, we haven't had a store. But what we have had was we had relationships with vendors. We've had built relationships with outfitters. And we, five years ago, engaged in building the best and brightest software f in the outdoor industry to offer the consumer the best service access value and education in the marketplace. And we're adding more stuff all the time. The future is going to be phenomenal. Amazing. 
Yeah. We're going to be building a system that's never been used before in the outdoor industry to take somebody from where you are now to that adventure that you've never been on before and a step-by-step process to get there. And and, uh, we'll roll that out here probably in the next few weeks um, in time for the 2023 season at least. But it puts you in a position where you've got a step-by-step guide and you've got people that will help you along the way each step, specifically what you need to do to uh, plan, prepare, and go on that next hunt. It could be your first one. Exactly. And and so we want, we, we're building a journey for you, a, 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 a literally a step-by-step process for you to go. And, and we've started a lot of this through the HELP program. Yep, that's the, another innovation. The range dial and dump program. Another innovation. And the unlimited applications map Nobody and, does and resource. That. Nobody yep. does that. So what we saw is we saw an opportunity that people are just getting charged an exorbitant amount of money to do applications. And then they needed a place to book a hunt. They needed a place to go on an adventure. And we just took the model that was in the industry and kind of turned it upside down. We say, hey, listen, what if we don't make a bunch of money? What if we help people get their uh, application plan, their strategy, get them a hunt plan, offer them this big service through our membership, and when they're ready to go hunting, they'll use us? Yep, exactly right. And yeah. and the other way was let's just charge them to do this. Yeah, we'll do some raffle tickets. Tag, Maybe then, you can win then, a hunt or two, yeah. and, then, and then we'll refer you to some places that we know if you do draw. Good and luck ho- and, and good luck, and hopefully that works out. Right. And and it was just we had a different model. Right. Yep. Right. And at the end of the day, we connect one hunter to another hunter, and we will connect them in a physical presence too through the uh, through the uh, adventure hub, the gallery and gear stores that will be. The bars with no beer. Distributed <laughs> throughout the country. <laughs> then there's the range, dial, and dump. I think these are the best three values we have. That's why I say this. Yeah. Because if I, okay, so living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here's what I had to do. Okay. I went on a, uh, I went on a uh, prairie dog shoot and I went out there and there's some guys from Indiana with long range rifles and they were flipping prairie dogs everywhere. And I'm sitting there just. You heat, felt left out. I felt I, I was heating up my barrel, going, I don't even know what the hell I'm. There's a whole science to this. This is a whole different deal. I'm out here. Uh, I look like Bubba. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? At a barbecue uh, contest with white pants and white shirts on. I was out of place, right? So I was like, mm, this isn't good. So white pants. Uh, I, I, you know, it's just total standout idiot. Wow. Yeah, that was me, <laughs> pretty much. Okay. So then what I did was. That was the first time you ever shot prairie dogs? It was. First time I ever did anything like that. Cool. And so what I did was then I got home and I booked a shooting school for myself. And then I went in their gear list and it said what they could do. And they had all these scopes. And then they said um, the best one, Night Force. So I went to Sportsman's Warehouse. You're not. Before I even bought a rifle, I bought a Night Force. (laughs) (laughs) Then. I found out my rifle was compromised. <laughs> so then I went and bought a rifle. Then I went, you know, I had to do this all myself. And what I found out was I really liked my rifle. At that time, I liked my rifle. I just didn't know what I didn't know. And we see so many people that like their yep. rifles. So but, we came up but with But you a, liked your rifle. Okay. But you did it differently. You liked your rifle. Then you put a, a $3,000 scope on it that mm-hmm. weighed two pounds. You had somebody mount it for you because they knew how to mount that type of equipment and do it right and get you the built-in MOA. And then 
what you spend on ammunition no that's not you? true i bought the rings that were this much too high the first time and didn't know i needed to lower them <laughs> to get my elevation and i went out and i was like i had it but it wasn't all of it and then i was like this isn't working they're like you got to get lower rings right and but then i remember you how you used to do it because you would buy so it was a seven mag oh. and you'd buy 40 boxes of seven mag oh if i had a new gun yeah i would just go buy uh, 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 some yeah. of them never even made it to the shoot okay i found the, yeah, I found the box you, four. I found the one that shot really right. well. So, I go so buy two cases of it. You know yeah, that. You yeah. saw my system. Yeah, that was the way you did it. And I was like, wonder why it doesn't just load up the perfect bullet. So, so we literally said, you know what? Send us your rifle if you got the rifle you like, and and we'll do the best we can with it by putting a range dial and dump on it. And I think that's innovative to the marketplace. And we do sell custom rifles. We do build amazing extended range rifles. And then the Hunt Expedition layaway plan, I think that that's another thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, those would be the three highlights that I feel like from a service perspective. The Hunt catalog is amazing. I yeah. know, yeah. You, know you already explained all that, and, and Brad, and I think, uh, you know, yeah. It's like what we like to call the ecosystem. Yeah. You know, bring folks in and bring them along. I've got, I feel like this podcast was different because I got like elevated and excited about it. <laughs> you guys got me, you got me all jacked up, man. Yeah, you got the Tony Robbins thing going. Well, I don't know if I have that. <laughs> no, I'm not walking across any rocks <laughs> okay. like that. Nothing like that. No. Okay. No. My God. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but it was, you know, it's been a fun run, hasn't it? For sure. How yeah, many, how many good hunts and bad hunts have we seen? Good hunts and bad hunts. <laughs> We've seen a lot of hunts. <laughs> I know we've done a highs and lows, best hunt, worst hunt. Um, oh, yeah. They were very popular podcasts, by the um, way. But, yeah, it's uh, we've done a lot. and uh, Well, this this place, uh, come September, need to stop and visit us if you're out and about. It's gonna be, yeah. This is going to be a really fun environment. Stop in, and we will have a beer for you if you're of adult age and would like an adult res refreshment. We can't sell it to you. Not going to go get a liquor license or a beer license. But what we will do is say hi and offer you a call, cold brewski. We do have a, um, we do have a uh, no trespassing sign-up in true fashion of hunting. So to come in the back, you have to be a member. So it's, um, I got a sign getting oh, made. Oh, that's right. I got a sign getting made, no trespassing, members only. I thought it was cute. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I, you know, you got uh, it. You know, you know, it you, might be a thing. It might be a thing. It's better than Mark Casavan. We got a lease like 10 yeah. years ago. No yeah. trespassing. <laughs> we'll Violators will to be the, prosecuted, prosecuted to the fullest. fullest 100%. 100%. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's got like a paragraph of what's going to happen <laughs> <Yeah>. if you. <laughs> you got to know Mark. Oh, my God. What an idiot. I love him. So what uh, a dumbass. Anyway. So, yeah. So stop by. Let me read the address to you one more time because we want to see you. And uh, if you mention the podcast, when you come in, you get a free gift, okay? So stop by, say, I heard about you on the podcast, or I got your directions on the podcast, or I listen to your podcast, and immediately um, you will be given a free gift, okay? Because we, we want to hear from you that you listen, and we want to we give you something for stopping by and seeing us. It's 2735 First Avenue, Unit 109. Stop, end of sentence, repeat. Two seven three five first. Isn't that what Joe Biden does? Repeat the line. <laughs> repeat the, the line. line. Yeah. Um, two seven three five <laughs> first Avenue. Haven't got the teleprompter <laughs> installed in here yet, but we do have one. 
2735 First Avenue, Unit 109, Spearfish, South Dakota, 57783. We would love to see you. And if you uh, uh, also go to check us out at what, what's the new email? Hello at rbohome.com. Hello at rbohome.com. If you want to give us some information on what you'd like to hear on a podcast or hear from us and or want more information about our membership, our application services, our adventure services, uh, our range dial and dump, anything that you've heard on a podcast before, or maybe you just want to talk hunting with Brad, you, we can do that too, okay? But give us a call, 605-644-8000, or leave us an email at help. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Hello at rbohome.com. If it's easier, you can also go bleep at, at rbohome.com. Bleep at rbohome.com. One of those two will get you to us and get you in this room. And uh, I just want to tell you personally, I appreciate uh, you joining us today. Um, we do have a help program, Hunting Expedition Layaway. You let us know where you want to go, when you want to go hunting, and uh, we can figure out a budget for you. We have consultants standing by to help you every day get that taken care of. We also have a $150 a year membership, 150 bucks a year for unlimited applications in all 50 states. So if you live in Indiana, and you say, listen, that, does that include mine? Yes, we'll do your applications for you in your state. And then Wyoming, Colorado, wherever else you wanted to go, we can help you get that set up. Hawaii. So, Hawaii, yes, we can <laughs> help you. So um, we appreciate you listening. Brad? Would you put me down for Kyrgyzstan? I will, and I'm, I'm going with <laughs> Brad, I appreciate being on the podcast with you. Yeah, welcome to the new digs, huh? Pretty yeah. cool. Super nice room. Yeah, media fun. Room. Love it. A lot of fun. Stop in, ask to see the media room. Make sure you remember you be dressed as um, And then uh, Bleep, thank you. As always, great you sharing back. a yep. mic with you. Yep. So we appreciate you listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to have you a part of our community listening every week. And until next time, be safe, stay healthy, and happy hunting.